Seventy-six percent of Guys, participants you, said yes. Do you want to? You don't want to know what I heard about that group? I heard they're socialist. Oh, oh. could you imagine? I can't believe it. You hear about this, folks? You, you see this, folks? You see this, folks? You hear about this? <laughs> Fucking McMullen. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to That Guy Sucks, episode 12. This is your host, Nick Galea, and I am joined, as usual, by uh, my co-host, Connor Farrell. Connor, how are you doing today? Doing great. Um, Sunday night, so good in that response. I guess I haven't worked in two days, so it's always oh, good. Yeah. Um, now, is that, did you have, do you have Friday off, or is this your way of saying that you're now unemployed? No, I, I, I counted today. Oh, oh, okay. So today's Monday, and then Saturday is day two. Yeah. So. Okay, that's good. I, so weekends usually work, I guess. Yeah. No, that that's a reasonable work schedule for uh, <laughs> for for many, but not you know not our folks in the list not, in the retail and um, yeah, service industry. But um, I, I don't want to brag to service industry types. I mean, obviously. Yeah, we've all done it. Like they work they work hard and. Uh, Oh, they should get weekends. Way, way harder than I do. I, oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, yeah. I will not pretend otherwise. <laughs> uh, that that other that other voice you can hear laughing in the background is uh, our uh, special guest Mike Mazzaroli, who's back for his <laughs> second episode. Uh, Part of a third. You split up the first one. Yeah, well, yeah that's really. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So you really get more bang for your buck when. Uh, when when Mike's here, and considering you right now pay zero bucks, that's quite a bit of bang. It's a good deal. Yeah. Really so, good deal. Mike, how you doing? Pretty good, hanging in there. Uh, getting ready to whoop everyone's ass in uh, our fantasy baseball mock draft. Yeah, this is a draft. I'm sorry, I did a real draft. draft this is a real draft. The yeah. real draft. You, well, you did whip our asses in the mock draft, too. But Oh, well, that's, uh, the, that's, that's the fun of it, you know. Getting that sense of superiority before I get really humbled when the actual draft happens, right. and I just get roundly embarrassed. Yeah, well, you know, it's just um, I assume you're going to uh, follow your usual strategy of drafting all the Mets. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to draft all the Tigers. I can't wait to match that Jordy Mercer button. <laughs> Hell yeah, Nico Goodrum. He- <laughs> if he even plays a lot this year, they kind of. They, they went and signed Josh Harrison, so now the team has two African-American utility players of Walk. middling, middling uh, average uh, uh, offensive ability. That's a woke team, though. It's extremely woke. They are not. They are officially not canceled. <laughs> yeah, they are uncanceled. Well, they're not canceled. They're just not going to win any games. So that's how that's going to go for the Tigers. Hey, it's, it's all about having a, having fun, having a good time. <laughs> so, I win. As long as yeah, as long as everyone has a good time. I'm I'm looking forward to like the five dollar tickets that I was getting, like September of last year. So. Oh yeah. That's always the best is mid July. Teams out of it. Mm-hmm. Ten cent tickets. Honestly, the best move is if you if you wait long enough, shell out 
fifty bucks and sit behind home plate. Well, no, no, no. you just buy the five dollar tickets and then move down. Yeah, you sneak well, that's what yeah. I, that's, I mean, at that point, yeah, you could probably just pull that one off. I mean, in Detroit, fifty bucks is actually like face value for those seats behind home plate. Oh wow! Yeah, no, yeah, we're really, not. That's really. You're thinking of how things work in New York out here. They're fucking us over on the uh, East Coast. Coastal Mike Mazzaroli. Yeah, out here, out here in the Midwest, like the best, the best non-suite seat in the ballpark is like sixty-five bucks. Man, so I was trying to get arena football sideline tickets, and those were more expensive than that. Yeah, or like, or like courtside for like the CBA or whatever. G League oh, I tried. I got. tried to get. I did look up courtside tickets for the G League. Um, there's a G League team in DC, and they're still like seventy five bucks, a hundred bucks. No one is going to these games. There's a G League team in Grand Rapids that, uh, for ten dollars, you get two tickets, two slices of pizza, and two drinks for ten dollars. Ten, ten beers. That's a hell, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, I mean you're the only people there. Like you can talk to the players if you want. You, so. Yeah, you also you also have to play in the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing uh, swing by there and uh, say hi to Caitlin Lucas. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, man, you uh, you see the uh, uh, game last last week or la- uh, yesterday? I think former Piston is a coach. Uh, is it uh, Rasheed Wallace? That's <laughs> not Rasheed Wallace. Oh, he's. He's a coach in North Carolina. Is it, is oh, it, God mm, damn, I didn't know that. Good for him. Is it Memetto Kerr? No. <laughs> oh. Okay. I was wrong. It's Robert Worden who is not. Yeah, a that, that's Piston. not. That's not. Honorary Piston. There are a number of former former Pistons on the team, though. Oh yeah. Including uh, Kalen Lucas, as I just mentioned, who played one game, one parentheses one for the Pistons. Pretty good. So Florida great John Horford is on. Oh team. yeah, that's right. So Nick, Nick, how many games have you played for the Pistons? I have played one fewer game than Caleb Lucas. Ah, say yeah. So. She was on the other foot now. Caleb <laughs> <laughs> also played many more games for the Michigan State Spartans than I did. That's a good point. So he, he played quite a few of those games. You I, you only played like six or seven. Yeah, as a. I, and I never actually bumped into him on campus. I bumped into some of the other players, most more of the white players. Um, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't really didn't really run the same crowds as the um, more talented um, African American players. Believe it or not. Oh, here's here's what I was thinking of. Ben Wallace is the GM of the Grand Rapids. Oh, oh, hey. nice. So he's he's picking players. So Good Nick, if you want to try out. Yeah, man. You got to really impress Big Ben. <laughs> no, don't call him that. <laughs> Just ask him why. Ask him when he's bringing the fro back. I'm sure he loves that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, let's let's do some dumb some bit of the show. Um, stop talking about Michigan basketball or. State of Michigan basketball, anyway. Exclusive Michigan content <laughs> for the next few weeks. We brought we brought in a guy from New York just to just to talk about things he has no idea about. I I was in Michigan for about forty minutes once. I yeah. flew into De- flew into Detroit to go to Bowling Green, Ohio. Nice. What were you doing in Bowling Green? 
Uh, it was a conference for a student org in college. Uh, oh. It wasn't anything too exciting. That uh, The more exciting conference I went to was actually in Fargo, which I have been to. Nice. Um, fun little tap. We used to go we used to go to Bowling Green for Quiz Bowl a lot, so I've been uh, yeah. around that town quite a bit. Yeah, it's not a whole lot there. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Real one horse town. <laughs> This episode is uh, why Bowling Green, Ohio sucks. <laughs> Just Bowling Green is canceled. You it's are like fucking canceled. Pretty much every small town in Ohio. Uh, okay, so yeah, at some point around here, we're gonna do. Uh, I think we're gonna do the first half of the show, and then we're gonna take a small break so that we can. Uh, a large break. Large breaks. So we have to draft a fantasy team. Then we'll be back to um, cancel. Um, a baseball player who's been dead for 60 years, um, as as one does. Um, you know, we're we're following the um, we've, we're following the tradition late of late that we're canceling a lot of people who have been dead for a while. Um, Michael Jackson, um, John Wayne. Ted, oh yeah, it's a good one. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Canceled. Can't definitely cancel. Yeah, we should cancel Ted Bundy officially. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Ted. You're, you suck. You killed 70-plus women. You're done. You've Not had it us. too easy for too long. Hit, hit, <laughs> hit, the, hit the bricks, pal. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so we're um, so we're going to get to that later. But um, uh, first off, um, well, Connor, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do sucks? Uh, th- that case sucks first, sucks in the news, sucks redemption. I have a, I have a slight sucks redemption for this week. Um, yeah, I think we, we we have a good sucks redemption. I think we kind of okay. covered it. Okay. So we can we can let's Works do let's do that case sucks. And okay. And we'll and then we'll dive into the the recent news. So that case sucks this week. Um, it is a landlord case. Um, my favorite. Um, so it's always a good start. Uh, I picked this one, Nick, because it is in Livonia, Michigan. Okay. My uh, so former former haunt. So it's it's titled "My landlord hasn't said anything to me in three months and has not come to collect any rent." Pretty good. It sounds like this case sounds awesome. First off, yes, but, it's a great start. But move on. Um, so the the body of the message. I'm not sure what to do at this point because I don't know exactly what my position as a tenant is. I live in Michigan. I've been steadily waiting for my landlord to show up and collect but to no avail. Uh, Attempts at making contact are met with nothing but a message system. I've left four messages so far, which I think is too few messages to leave in three months. (laughs) Yeah. I I disagree. That's about as much contact (laughs) as I would have my landlord. I'm I'm (laughs) once a month. Hey, are you there yet this month? No. All right. Oh, okay. See you in 30 Uh, days. (laughs) (laughs) He, He has his rent collected, which is great for any legal case, I'm sure. Uh, but he doesn't know what to do or who to reach out to. Uh, all he has is a phone number and a P.O. box. And anything that he sent to the P.O. box have been returned, so clearly no longer managing the P.O. box. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowhere in the least does it offer alternative contact information. Uh, she's usually been pretty on the ball since I signed the lease, so this is weird. I just want to know if there's anything else I should be doing. Uh, I assume there's some level of responsibility not really sure what to do. Um, top comment is, are you sure they didn't die? 
That's exactly what I was thinking. She's <laughs> sitting, sitting in her mansion, getting eaten by her cats. My first. Yeah. <laughs> so is the land? Are we confirming the landlord is female? Yes, the landlord okay. is female. Because I actually am aware of a dude who's like ninety-two who owns some rental properties in Livonia. So I was thinking, man, I wonder if it's that guy, and if he finally died. <laughs> I like kick the bucket. <laughs> but um. So, yeah, well, it does sound like whoever that is is probably dead. Um, Gotta be. Gotta be dead. But that's, that's yes. actually this is interesting dilemma, though, um, because it's like, yeah, you're not doing anything wrong, but, like, how do you, like, when you, it, renting property is weird, because once, the, when the landlord, like, stops, like, existing, then, like, you, it's not like you get the property, so, like, the, 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 yeah. like, there's transfers and shit. All the stuff that happens with that property is, like, you have no idea what's going on with it. So, I mean, that could be um, someone else, you know, their, their dipshit son could be inheriting it um, and want to kick you out so he can uh, use it as a meth lab. I mean, you don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you really do in that case. I would I would probably, like... I would probably like name search that dude a lot though, or that that female landlord landlady. Um, extremely woke uh, set of words I just uttered there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I would, I would first I would I would legitimately be checking their name a lot though in like the obituaries or perhaps like the probate register because I'd want to know did this person actually pass away, um, and then I might even check like to see if maybe, like, they ran out of money and they're getting foreclosed on and so they just skip town. Those are really your only two, uh, there's only, only like, two likely outcomes um, to that problem. And either way, um, what you kind of just have to do is be looking for a new place to live. And especially yeah. if, if the end of your lease is coming up, I would, I would move, not because you have to move necessarily, but... You kind of want to be pre- you kind of want to be proactive so that you aren't um, stuck in a spot where suddenly like the next of kin shows up and it says, "Oh, by the way, I'm evicting you now. You have 30 days to leave," uh, which is a certain possibility. Or or the bank comes along and says the same thing. Um, so that would be my advice. But um, yeah, hold on to that money and uh, hey, if no one comes to collect it, then free rent. So that's cool. I find the um, the time period before my rent check has cleared is a very misleading time for me because I've got this huge amount sitting in my checking account. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. man, this kicks ass. But no, I can't use any of it. I can't use any of it or my rent check's going to bounce. Oh, yeah. No, that's – um, I'm self-employed, so I pay quarterly, and it's the same, it's the same thing um, coming up on tax day. Like, like right now, I have a large chunk of money in my checking account, and I will have to make two tax payments in April, uh, one for last year and then one for the first quarter of this year. So um, that's uh, could, that's gonna be a lot of money, <laughs> especially yeah. since especially since since I'm not having taxes withheld out of my paycheck. Um, that's like a deceptively large amount of money I've been getting. Um, so oh, that's right. So that's so I definitely know that feel. I also though I I 
rent. I'm, I live in an apartment in a big ass building with like that owned by a leasing company that owns like 50 other buildings. So there's no, there's continuity there. Like yeah. it's not like if one guy you would dies, need a lot more people sucks. to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not not trying so, to make that happen. <laughs> someone somehow the whole company's wiped out. Well, so there's uh, there's some comments on here. Uh, some people, as Reddit is famous for doing, investigated. Um, they cannot find a death record, so we don't know if they're dead. Uh, but it looks like uh, the house was sold. So the property is now under the name Life Hacks Investing LLC, oh, which is a uh, stupid fucking name. Okay, get, um, the, get the fuck out of that building. <laughs> you get out of this place, man. Because that is a... It is, first off, it's a registered as a foreign entity, and no one can find where it's actually located. Um, <laughs> so so we're, we're pretty sure that uh, this property has been bought by some kind of... Uh, it's like minor... one of those Russian spy bases they're opening. <laughs> future, home, future home of the next Orchids of Asia franchise location. <laughs> Life hacks investing sounds like Jake Paul uh, decided to get into real estate, and you now are part of that. No, actually, I think life hacks investing sounds like the latest Billy McFarland Ja Rule. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see that. That's a, that's a, yeah. And then it's like Ja, how does a how does this how does this uh, operate as a life hack? Well, you see, um, what you do is I'm gonna turn it over to Billy, and then he'll explain it. Thanks, John. Watch the Fire Festival docs if you haven't seen them yet. I only uh, I only watched the Hulu one because I'm sorry I only watched I watched the one the fuck Jerry guys didn't do because they're canceled. That's the Hulu. That's the Hulu one. Yeah, the Hulu one. The Netflix one. The Netflix one is good just just because it's a little bit more about the the dudes at the company, not the fuck Jerry guys, because yeah they are canceled, but. Um, like they they spend a lot more time on like the like the salt of the earth party planner employee folks who were just like trying to do a job and um, yeah so uh, it's a little bit more a little bit more like uh, per labor in that respect so we appreciate that it had a little more uh, here are some actual victims um, like the Baham- the mm-hmm. guys from the Bahamas. And the only people that you didn't feel, I didn't feel bad for the guys that built the app because I, I felt like they, they knew that this guy was full of shit. Oh, that was like a total crock of shit from the beginning. You, you, you like, like they, uh... they and the, and the fuck Jerry guys, obviously they, they knew when you start getting told to hide comments, like oh, yeah. <laughs> back off. That's a lot of, uh, yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. Um, yeah, I don't know about the app thing because th- th- when they actually describe like what the app is, it's not a bad a, idea. It's a, it's like a ridiculous app anyway. Oh, I thought it's a good idea. It's... You like it? You like it? You like it? Well, it's still going on. It's under that Cameo app now. Yeah, it's not, it's not as big as Fire, but Cameo does it, and Cameo does it with like D List, like well, Corey so Hilton. So I thought. So I thought the, the Fire it's like app. Like fucking act. Yeah, I thought a fire app was like actual booking, whereas cameo is just like get Antonio Bryant to say, uh, "Say what's happening." Say what's happening. Yeah. Say what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would pay. Okay, who would you pay if you had five hundred dollars to ask any celebrity 
to say what's Bappin, uh, which which one do you think that would be? I would pick Sean Connery. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Dame Judy good Dench. That's a good one, Dame too. Judy Dench. That's that a is good one. Oh, man. I, I was going to say Gary Busey, but then you guys went with, like, formal... Oh, you can People. do something totally stupid. I mean, you know. I think Gary Busey would be. Gary Busey would be good. Just get him to say anything. He would take it, too, is the thing. Gary oh, Busey. yeah. Well, you don't would. need to give him $500. <laughs> yeah. Gary Busey do it for 50 bucks and a pack of smokes. Come on. <laughs> All right. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, there you go. He'll hold this song. Uh, He'll, just he'll write he'll write what's bapping in the next run of Hamilton. <laughs> it's it's about damn time. If if that, you uh, get some recognition. If you're listening just... if, if you're listening and you don't know what was bapping refers to, do not under any circumstances find out. Like don't you're 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 uh, doing yourself a favor by not knowing, trust me. What is bapping? <laughs> The only the only reason was Bappin isn't in Hamilton already is because Lin Manuel Miranda is an Assadist. <laughs> Do it. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's uh, that's that case sucks. It's not really a case. It's more um the, the their landlord died and <laughs> they, they got wanna... taken over by uh <laughs> yeah Billy McFarland by Eastern. By some sort of like Eastern European concern. Life hacks. Life hacks. Life, that's the best life hack. Kill your <laughs> landlord. You don't have to pay rent. <laughs> yeah. There really is. That's a good life hack. Have passive income. It's a good life hack. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into uh, sucks in the news then. Let's uh, let's dive fully into that. Uh, Maz, you want to go first? Oh, yeah, I didn't even write anything down for this, because I'll just fuck it, I'll do it live. I, I don't know uh, why you think any of us write anything down. Go <laughs> off, King. Um, so, Barstool Sports has been in the news lately, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, I think their whole sort of system of jacking everyone's content is sort of coming back to bite them now. Um, after the whole fuck, fuck Jerry movement, a lot of people are paying attention to uh, these sort of Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts that just sort of steal everyone's shit and steal shit from, you know, people that are trying to, you know, get going in the comedy world or whatever, trying to make a name for themselves. And not only does Barstool Sports steal all their fucking memes and videos and whatnot, but they also have this really shitty veneer and public persona that I'm sure anyone listening to this is familiar with, um, where they talk about, oh, we're, we're living rent-free in your head, Snowflake. And it's just the worst aspects of sports fandom combined with the worst aspects of modern social media. And this is one horrible internet, internet multi-platform presence. It looks like it's starting to come back to bite them though, because a uh, Twitter user the other day put out a thread explaining how they were basically trying to buy her, sort of buy her out of her copyright claim after they stole her stuff including offering a $50 gift card to the Barstool online shop, uh, and, <laughs> and, which is sad. 
to say the least. Um, but it, it became increasingly clear that, as anyone could have posited, this wasn't the only person who went through that issue. But it seems like they're starting to reach sort of a critical mass of copyright complaints where they're running into the possibility that Twitter or Instagram may have to legally shut down their account if they uh, keep acting in non-compliance, so to speak. So they are upping these offers. They're offering this girl $500, $1,000. Please, please, please take down your claim. And then ultimately, after she just ignored them and was like, no, I'm not interested in dealing with you, they filed a counterclaim saying, oh, no, this is our content. You know, if it was her content, she would have said something. (laughs) So they're very desperate and <laughs> that desperation has come out not only in an interaction like that, but also um, Deadspin reported the other day that last week Barstool deleted 60,000 tweets, which was over 70% of what they had on their account, and deleted thousands of posts from their Instagram as well. So I think they're starting to see... Uh, potentially some dark days ahead. I think they're starting to reach the end of this grift. Um, And it's really funny to just see the lengths they're willing to go to, to try and avoid what seems like it could be the final copyright claim that gets them 86 from Twitter or Instagram. And I didn't write anything down for this because I just, I, I, they, I don't want them living rent-free in my head, and I don't want to be a snowflake about it and spend you know, all this time looking up how shitty they are. They suck. Most people know that they suck, and it's funny that they're finally facing consequences for it or coming pretty damn close to it. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't know if there's much more to say about yeah. that. Um, it's and it's the thing about barstools. You're getting to this like critical mass point where they're getting big enough and loud enough and stupid enough that so everyone is just getting real sick of them. And uh-huh. um, and it's it's going beyond just like the the, the stupid shit um, that you that is online. Like it's it's starting to reach the, like the the it's, it's starting to reach beyond that. And um, like Drew McGarry. Um, and Bar uh, Deadspin wrote a like really scathing uh, article about it. Fucking ethered them. Yeah, he just destroyed them. But then Norman Chad uh, just wrote something in Washington Post about like how toxic and stupid they were. Uh, Norman Chad, you might be aware of um, if you've watched any ESPN poker in the last fifteen years. <laughs> um, he is the he is the guy who did color commentary and was surprisingly good at it. Um, the fact that he made that <laughs> that whole fad even watchable in the slightest is a huge credit to him. Right. But he he uh, he wrote a column in Washington Post uh, titled "Trolls Rip Me After I Tweeted Barstool Sports Dave Portnoy Is a Disease." <laughs> And he's just True. like, and he's just like, yeah, they're a disease. They're the worst thing about everything. They're the worst thing about sports and media and Boston, which is a great way to sum it up. So yeah, I don't think we need to to dwell on them anymore. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, they suck a lot, and it's starting to get to the point where it's just they're going beyond just um, just like annoying on the internet for sure. 
And yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone, send this episode to them so they get pissed. And uh, yeah, I hope through. I hope I get lots of yeah. Calls. KFC quote tweet this quote tweet this one. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Go ahead and make sure I want them all to call my office and yell at me at my firm. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a good point though that they are just a little too like they're just too big now. This is they've always kind of tried to yeah. be like that underground like oh we're a totally different voice for sports fans like we're different than espn well now i mean like they're getting to the point like you know when uh big cat and pft got their show on espn and it took like a day for someone to put up some audio they had of sam ponder and she was like i don't want to work with these guys and so they yanked their show like they i think they should have learned from that experience that like they can't go legit and they've kept they've kept trying to go legit and it's just it's not going to go I'm surprised KFT and Big Cat didn't walk after that, honestly. I think they're they getting could. paid a lot of money. They I think they're, <laughs> I think I'm surprised PFT, especially like they could do their own thing and oh, yeah. do just and do just fine. Uh, but yeah, they're uh, well. The, think, the 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 great irony about it in like the, the it would also shows like how just like awful. Um, the media economy is these days is Barstool's backed by all this like hedge fund money now. And so yeah. for a lot of these things, it's like if you want to produce sports content that has any sort of humor element to it and get paid for it, that's it. Uh-huh. Like, where, like, okay, like, okay. Yeah. Like PFT, I don't, I, you know, he's a pretty talented guy and could probably, um, have other options, but realistically, what would those options even be? Yeah, Patre- no, that's, unless, yeah. Self, unless you start your own thing. Self-funded on Patreon? I mean, you know. Yeah. SB you know, Nation? Make, you're probably not yeah. going to make a quarter million doing Patreon make, or SB Nation. Yeah, you're not going to make like, shit on oh, SB, no. You're not going to make shit on SB Nation. Um, are you, like, are you going to get picked up by, like, a major, by, like, ESPN or Fox? I don't think ESPN's going to pick them up. Well, they already, they actually did for about five oh, seconds. Yeah. But, Ten no, seconds. No, but even like, it, even if like that never happened and he was just starting out, like that would, it would almost never happen. So it's just, it's unfortunate. It's just like what we see in like, in like small based opinion media. It's that if you want to be conservative, there are no shortage of reactionary billionaires who will shovel millions of dollars at you to wear a diaper on campus and and yeah. make out with your gun but like god forbid you try to do any uh anything leftist and i mean let's 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 be real here there's no uh, um aside from george soros there's no leftist billionaire who's gonna pick up uh um that guy sucks and and turn it into a big uh full-time multimedia hey, thing so i'm holding out for uh sean mcelwee oh, okay to, to pick us up That'll be, Jeff Bezos his ex-wife. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Any any one of those any one of those three. Mackenzie uh, Bezos. Mackenzie Bezos. George George Soros. Um, please please pick up the pod. Anyone that uh, gets accused by tankies to be of being rich, like pick up the <laughs> pod. I hope you're actually rich. Like pick up the pod. Better be. Yeah, the hell dude. It's got millions. <laughs> From uh, Connor Arpwell. Larry, Larry website, if you're out there, yeah, <laughs> take it. Any, any, Give us some of that Larry website numbers. cash. All right, um, 
So my uh, my sucks in the news uh, this week, and this is a very 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 late edition, uh, is Tucker Carlson. Um, oh, it's like it's no it's it's no secret to anyone listening to the show that Tucker Carlson is like the worst, um, and he's a special brand of worst because among Fox News media personalities, he's one of the more coherent and um, is like full on like using true observations of uh capital critiques of capitalism in order to funnel people into white nationalism um which is extremely bad but today uh we all found out that he also used to moonlight as a uh dipshit who calls into sports media or some sort of radio (laughs) media i don't actually know what exactly he was doing um uh yeah and uh he used to call up in say really horrendous things like about how Warren Jeffs was not that bad despite running a cult uh, that sexually abused uh, uh, minor um, minor women uh, teenagers into like like weird marriages um, yeah look up Warren Jeffs uh, if you want to know more about that situation it's bad uh, that guy sucks he, he sucks too he's also cancelled uh, but yeah apparently he would there's it's been unearthed that he's um that he that he used to call to the show Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> um, someone's I know that's a thing. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't he's the one who um Hulk Hogan slept with his wife. Oh and okay. Balker shared the tape of it. Oh, alright. Wow, that's uh, really full circle. Yeah, I don't know anything about that's all like from from the years between like two thousand six and twenty eleven um, which is apparently when he was calling into the show, he being Tucker and the show being Bubba the Love Sponge. I mostly exclusively was listening to Jim Rome and uh, the local uh, Detroit radio. Oh, fact, also, uh, Con- Connor, you're on the clock in fantasy baseball. Connor, oh, uh, time to pick. Uh, no, actually, I'm on the clock, right? Oh, no, it's time. No, I am. You're All right. next. All right. Uh, oh, oh, who do I pick? I think you should pick Mookie Betts. Yeah. Oh. oh. So, Okay, I'm, I'm going to pick Jose Ramirez. That's what the exactly has the mock draft. Predicted. I mean, it seems uh, <laughs> if you want to get those steals. It's uncanny. Want to get that five uh, five tool player? Uh, it's supposed to it's supposed do. to be able to give me suggestions during the draft, but it's not working. Hmm. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, back to Tucker Carlson. Um, so yeah, so he's calling into the show, and apparently he used to call like an hour a week, which. You know, if you ever listen, I've so I've listened to a lot of like sports, like local sports talk, and I love like the weird callers that are the 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 kinds of people who are like regular callers and they have like shticks and bits and uh, or just dumb callers that get they get laughed at. Um, <laughs> and, and like like I, I love I used to when I used to live in Illinois, I, I would listen to the to AM six seventy the score a ton, and. Um, uh, Boris and Bernstein was the drive time show at the time, and um, they would always light into callers. And there's actually like good YouTube clips of classic calls that they lit up, and it's like <laughs> I, I'll listen to I've listened to them all a hundred times, and they still make me crack up. So, so this is just a like uh, this is just the kind of thing that like I just like love to to read about, um, but not so much this because it's not. Um, this Tucker Carlson was not calling into Bubba the Love Sponge to say that the 2008 
Cubs need to decide Kenny Lofton or needed to sign Tom Glavin and make him a closer. That's one of the that was one of the calls, by the way, is that the the, the two thousand eight Cubs should have signed Tom Glavin to make him a closer. So I mean, it's kind of good marinate, idea. Just kind of marinate on that take. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, so so here's here's some uh, Tucker here's some some Tucker thoughts on uh, on radio. Um, Look, I'm just to make it absolutely clear, I am not defending underage marriage at all. I just don't think it's the same. <laughs> a good start. Great start. Great start to the thought. Uh, I just I just don't think it's the same thing exactly as pulling a child from a bus stop and sexually assaulting that child. Co-host. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what it is? It's much more planned out and plotted. The yeah. Love- the love sponge, quote, yeah, it should almost be, you should almost put it on premeditation. Carlson, wait, wait, hold on a second. The rapist, in this case, has made a lifelong commitment to live and take care of the person. So it is a little different. I mean, let's be honest about, co-host, oh, that's, co-host, that's twisted. Carlson, I'm sorry, I don't know how I. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he's doing the so he's doing he's doing the drill tweet on the air. Um, oh. So Man. do not under any circumstances gotta hand it to him. <laughs> so that's that's demented. <laughs> Carlson then oh. goes, "I got my I'm I don't know how I got myself in a position that seems like I'm defending it because I am against it." <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should be. I hope. You should never have to say that you are against child marriage. The worst is... That should be a given. Tucker is now on TV, and he is a guy that got out-dueled in a clash of wits by someone named Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> yeah, this, that... was a, this was a huge... This is, in, in, in uh, a common parlance of our time, this was a huge loss in the battle of ideas for Tucker Carlson. <laughs> So, if anyone is debating you and you come out the person that seems to be supporting child marriage, you've lost that debate. I, I almost you've lost. And, at, and at some point, you have to say, I'm not supporting child marriage, but that's. <laughs> yeah, that's really where the other shoe drops. It's, it's, uh, you're, in, you're, in bad, you're in bad shape. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't want to have to. Uh, I don't want to have to go in more of it. There's, there's more. Uh, Media Matters has all the transcripts. Um, if you want to learn more about this, um, I don't know why you would. I just told you everything, but um, there's a lot of bad stuff in there. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's. Tucker diff- Carlson. Yeah, I, so <laughs> everything about this though is so weird. Like, first off, Tucker Carlson. First off, who who is listening to radio? And it's like, you know what I gotta do? I gotta call into this radio show. I always call this radio show. I call it an hour a week. That's just what I do. I'm gonna call them up and I'm gonna defend Warren Jeffs. Because that's who needs. <laughs> Let's go. That's, that's someone who needs my. That's that's this guy's in prison. He was federally prosecuted. Uh, for all sorts of conspiracy to commit sexual assault and other such things. Um, but you know what? He's been wronged in the media, and I will defend him. That's what he did from 2006 to 2011. And the, 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 the quotes I actually read off, uh, apparently, are from August 2009. So 
this so if you're wondering if the election of Barack Obama broke his brain, clearly the answer is yes. <laughs> Nearly one year later, this is what he's doing with his life. But you know, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how this uh, how this turns out. Yeah, that, uh, he truly went into sicko be... mode. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did go into sicko mode. I think Fox will fire him not because of what he did, because he's made his whole career out of defending undefendable positions. Um, but because he lost, he, he lost, lost the debate, the battle of ideas. I, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's remarkable that you believe he will be fired by Fox news. I do not share that opinion, but that's okay. You know, we, we want to have dissenting voices on the podcast. Um, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, my sucks on the news. It, it was a last minute change. Um, it was going to be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ooh. Uh, but last night, oh, last night AOC uh, changed the game. She took a giant shit on Ronald Reagan's re- legacy. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. If Stop you say, it, his ass. <laughs> and I can never put someone who shits on Ronald Reagan and sucks in the news like that is my that is a Connor Farrell guarantee. If you take a swing at Ronald Reagan. I'll never ever put you in sucks in the news. I, I just, um, before you before you go on, I just want to. Uh, let the listeners in on a secret here um we were fully expecting connor to come in on our left adjacent left leaning podcast (laughs) and go all in on alexandria ocasio-cortez um in in a move that would surely have shocked and (laughs) shocked the world um would have uh really and we would have really embraced debate on it um uh, and so we were all expecting to that, and uh, she, and it sounds like she narrowly averted um, that blast by uh, by pivoting, <laughs> and uh, it just I think it just goes to show her um, it, extremely good political skills at a young age yeah. that she was this close uh, to some serious. She, she heard. Yeah, she she she, she sensed coming. she sensed it was coming, and uh, she she made the she made the pivot. And uh, now she's good. Yeah, and she's good forever. She she made a call that you know now she is safe forever from being sucks in the news. I wish she would stop posting as much, um, but I wish everyone would stop posting. As <laughs> much, so it's, not a, it's not a. But anyway, so I've pivoted to. Uh, I think what she should do instead be... of posting is just call a lot of uh, talk radio. <laughs> She would never defend child marriage, so at least there's that. Um, what would hope? So I've pivoted to possibly the worst couple online, and uh, that is Seth and Beth Mandel. Oh, uh, God. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact reaction anyone should have whenever they see their handles come on. Yeah. Um, Seth, I'm going to blast for this weird, this past week, he had a weird 24 hours where he made a, uh, I'm going to make fun of Cory Booker for not being what I consider black stereotypes thread. Um, and then 24 hours later decided that the Democrats were the ones who needed to have a real conversation about bigotry. Um, and then Beth, who just today rewarded Megan McCain's weird behavior and decided to declare her an honorary Jew 
Congratulations, uh, like, Megan. <laughs> congrats, Megan, because being Jewish is like a doctorate from LSU. Uh, <laughs> and Megan McCain is Shaq. Um, <laughs> just terrible <laughs> week for the Mando family. I don't. These two are just pathetic. Like they are absolute loser dweebs. I'm glad they found each other. Um, I can only imagine what would happen if they were dating or married to other people. I would assume the other people would kill themselves. I. It, they are just Seth. Seth's weird Cory Booker thread was so weird on. It would be weird on its own. Like he decided to say that Cory Booker is the whitest person he knows. Um, Cory Booker is a black man. Like it doesn't matter what you think. Then, 24 hours later, decides Ilhan Omar's comments were the bigoted ones. I was like, do you know what the fuck you're talking about? Like, stay in your lane for once. <laughs> so, the Mandel family, uh, they suck in the news. That's that's all I had on them. <laughs> they suck in the news every week. It's- Connor, it's your pick of the family. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just uh, reading up the chat. I apparently auto-picked Jose Altuve, which I'm fine with. It's fine. I'm not here to I'm not here to give uh, competitive advantages to my opponents, except Connor. Okay. <laughs> and, and Connor, pretty much anyone you pick at this oh, point. Uh, let's go with Aaron Judge. Ooh, I thought you were Aaron Fudge. I thought for sure you were going for Goldschmidt there. I fucking hate that guy, so I'm never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Uh, oh, Tid with some racist language. Oh, oh boy. You're allowed to say that extra, on ESPN? That's sickening. Extra, extra, that guy sucks in the news. Everything. Michael Tid wow. is canceled. <laughs> so, who, who Tid is canceled for. This is, no, this is great radio, though. We're just like, we're just like taking yeah, we're five minutes of version to talk about the, the draft chat in our fantasy baseball league. Who is drafting Juan Uribe? He's uh, ranked 36-39. What? He, Juan, Juan Uribe is available. He's available? He's he is. Not, I thought he retired. I think is he, he is. Still... Jimmy, Rollins is, Jimmy Rollins is available, too. Oh, he's still in the he's still in the system, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Rayburn. Who, who do I take? Who do I take? Rick 8. Uh... Uh, so, Nick, you're on auto-pick, so you're going to auto-pick next. No, again. I know. I have it up. Okay. Okay. Don't worry about me. I'll let you come up. I'll let you come back before I. Here we go. I think I'm. I gotta get a picture. All right. Hey, you auto picked Charlie Blackman. Exactly. That's what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. Great radio we got here. Uh, live chatting the fantasy baseball judge. Uh, so we, yeah, we, the... we can take this out in post. No, that... <laughs> we are not, Connor. You are not to take this out in post at all. Ever. <laughs> no. So no. Uh... To, to get back to the point, those two are fucking terrible. And so, like, it, it's just such a, like, weird, like, if, if you are at all, like, aware, it's it, it's just like the, it, it, it's, anytime conservatives try to jump on the, like, I, like, the performative offense that they're all, they all claim they never do because, like, they're not snowflakes, but, like, the dude will cry, um, the biggest crocodile tears you will ever find anytime anyone even like slightly hints at the possibility that uh, Palestinians might be human beings. And then <laughs> like, just like, there's just pure, like, like no, uh, there's like no chill on anything else. And like the Booker, you know, the Booker threat, I remember seeing it. I didn't even like tweet it. Cause I just kind of like, well, here he, is, here he goes again. 
Um, <laughs> but, like, it was just extremely bizarre uh, seeing that, like, a day after he acted like trafficking in, even in, unintentionally trafficking in bigoted tropes about minorities was, like, the most, like, horrifying thing you could ever do uh, in relation to, like, the second Ilhan Omar outrage cycle. Uh, so it's just like, and then, and then his, and then Bethany for her part, just writes straight up writes articles that say, I'm a Nazi now because the libs made me. So that's, you know, there's that. So it's just brave. Like, that's brave. So like, he's, he's like talking about, and it's just like, hey, bro, have you even like talked to your own wife about this yet? Or it's like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just so like, it's just like, I get that everything online and everything in politics is performative, but it's like. Dog, I can see what you tweeted last week, man. Like, it's, people remember. You, you, it, I don't even have to remember. Like, you, you type or you, you click on the profile and it lists your tweets chronologically, so I could scroll <laughs> down and see the other tweets you made. So, like, it was even it was twenty four hours. Like, that was the weirdest. It was literally the night before yeah. his tweeting shit about Cory Booker, one and on then top he's like, the other. "Oh shit, actually, uh, bigotry is." is only against Jewish people. And it's only <laughs> against Jewish people who support Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't like, mention that there's, you know, a tapestry of Jews who yeah. support uh, Palestinians. Yeah, uh, well, they're, there's, there's they're definitely... Also, well, and, and there definitely hasn't been any sort of, like, long historical um, issue that uh, African Americans have had with um, uh, being seen as or not wanting to be seen as too white. That's not a thing that oh, they've no, ever had no, to deal no. with. So that's that's cool. You can just go kind of just drop just say that. Just <laughs> drop that in. I'm sure I'm sure Cory Booker has never had to deal with any sort of uh, negative uh, racial stereotyping in his career, but that's fine. Oh, no. Yeah. no, I think it's fine. And you as a as a white guy are definitely able to say that because he, even the, the uh, video he quote tweeted was Cory Booker saying he liked hip hop. <laughs> like Cory Booker saying he liked hip hop. And, and then Seth being like, no, you don't. You're white. And I was like, I don't, what? Hey, <laughs> hey. <Jeez. laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's this. Yeah. They're, they, it wasn't great. They're great. And then, yeah, Beth, not great. Beth, uh, they suck a lot. Beth, who wanted to befriend neo-Nazis, and then two months later wrote a post that she was now a neo-Nazi <laughs> uh, because the left because, made her that. Because the libs, yeah. Yeah. yeah and to be clear, to be clear, these two have sucked a lot for longer than a week. Oh, they, they have sucked forever. <laughs> oh, they were, they had the original uh, Teacots, top conservatives on Twitter. Man, oh, remember? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell who thought that was a good hashtag? Teacot, baby. What? I remember when I first started seeing Teacot, and I was like, what the fuck is Teacot? And then I understood that it was top conservatives on Twitter, and I'm like, wait, so is everyone who is brand, who is like everyone who uses that hashtag calling themselves one of the top conservatives on Twitter? Yeah. Was, that's, the, that's the great thing about the marketplace of ideals. Is there's no competition. <laughs> everyone, everyone is at the top. It, it's it's definitely <laughs> it's basically the participation trophy of uh, hashtags. If you think about it, <laughs> the most easily trolled hashtag I've ever seen in my life, though. Uh, oh yes, yeah. of course. It also reminds me of the 
Do you guys remember the Libertarian follow trains? Oh, <laughs> God. I remember I, I retweeted one of those, but didn't follow anyone back because obviously I'm not a libertarian. So like, so like four hours later, I got a notification. It's like, it's like you have been placed on list. Libertarian follow train wall of shame didn't follow. <laughs> Conservatives are the first ones that like. They got you. They fucking got you. So I'm on a wall of shame somewhere. Uh, I'm right next to right next to my spot on Dan Zimborski's enemies list. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, conservatives were great during that time too because they thought lists were were meaningful. So whenever you made one mad, you'd get like one time I pissed a guy off and I got like on like 17 lists that he put me on like all like cuck or white. <laughs> oh, I've gotten that liberal um, idiot. Yeah, liberal idiots like should have moved to Canada like. All the shit, and I was like, "What does this do to me?" Like, this <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, why are you keeping this list? I have told you, yeah, yeah. Do you do you go to the list? Are you like, oh, I, I'm gonna check out? Uh, These guys fucking I'm gonna, suck. I'm gonna turn on, <laughs> gonna turn on Twitter this morning, and I'm gonna see how uh, my lib cuck list is doing these days, just to keep tabs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. See how the, how the other half lives. <laughs> And I don't even think you. I don't even think you get notifications when someone else puts you on a list anymore, which you never should have to begin with. But um, so you know. It, it, but yeah. So I don't think. I don't think that's a. I think it's just like a, a relic, like Tcot, which I haven't seen hashtagged in a long time. Um, it's just one of those relics of old Twitter. Um, uh-huh. And I mean, shit. We've been on. I've been on almost ten years now. Yeah, I've been on Twitter about ten or eleven years. Where does where does time go, man? I, and 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 God bless, and I will say God bless everyone who uh, who never deletes, um, and they still have like their old like two thousand nine tweets up there, because to be fair, nobody knew what the hell they were doing um, in early Twitter. I mean, I've I've read mine; they're since deleted. You can't see them, but. I've 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 read my tweets from 2010 when I was starting out and they're not good. They're they're extremely bad tweets. Oh, of course. The content is not good. I don't think good. anybody had That's yeah, God bless like Stephen A. Smith who kept his like threaded tweets before there were tweet threads. Peter Peter Dow, Peter Dow still has a balloon boy tweet up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So That's, I I'm, I'm worried Steve. about that kid. The balloon boy kid. I'm worried about balloon is boy still, too. Is he still I in know. the balloon? No, he's still up there. He's uh, he's been up there for ten years. His dad makes has <laughs> made a lot of real weird ass knockoff products that have commercials available on YouTube. <laughs> oh, um, dude, that family is fucking nuts. Yeah, they That's... have a they made a little like metal bands with all the kids, including uh-huh. the band yeah, band. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, Falcon Heaney. The Falcon... Heaney family is That's right. Weird. That's right. Oh uh, yeah. man, they just like they're they're goal in life was to like get famous and they just did not understand how to do it and how you do that now is you make four funny vines no um, how you do it how you ride that out forever all he all he would have had to do if he had just waited a few years all he would have had to do is is write a book about how he was he and his family were liberals but now they've been turned away (laughs) pretty good they've been turned away by lefty identity politics and now they're now they love now they love Trump. That that's like an automatic. That's easy. And and 
just tweet like once a week with a picture of yourself with a gun and like a fruit salad. And you're like, you'll never take this one, Libs. <laughs> and then fuck, 25,000 retweets. That's, I went back and you guys remember uh, Brenna Spencer? She was like, she was Caitlin Bennett before Caitlin Bennett. I do not remember. Oh, not really? She was the one that she, she, she tweeted a picture of like, oh, I don't take just any graduation photos. And it was just like her in a Trump shirt with a gun. And she's like a hot blonde girl. So like obviously got retweeted a million times. She's trying to do that grift still so hard and is like, she's not quite there. Like, she didn't get picked up by any major outlet. She's just, like, constantly tweeting, like, a picture of herself with a coffee mug. And it's like, just drinking coffee because America will never be a socialist country. Damn right, baby. (laughs) Well, who is it? Well, it's like that one. Enjoying my hot cup of liberal tears. Yeah. (laughs) Who's that one? uh, Who's that one? One lady, Joy Via. Uh, who like no one no one is even remotely aware of anything that she's done she's like ostensibly an actress and a singer <laughs> and literally like, no one is aware of anything she's done except when she shows up to award shows in these like ridiculous oh, the trump trump dresses and it's like oh this <laughs> person okay that's why they won't put her on the billboard charts it's political <laughs> about, uh, political attack it's so, clear like the Koch brothers just like pay for her seat <laughs> at at the award show. <laughs> I just pulled, yeah, honestly it might just be a seat filler. I just pulled I just pulled up her uh, Wikipedia and her um, her entertainment career section is uh, is like four sentences. It includes it includes a sentence includes a sentence with the exception of Hobgoblins two, her acting career mostly <laughs> mostly consists of minor uncredited appearances on television. I remember Hobgoblins two. Hobgoblins two. It didn't really keep the momentum from Hobgoblins. <laughs> and she's not even and she's not even like top billing on Hobgoblins two. She's not on the. I don't think she's on the poster. She's not. Hobgoblins. She didn't even. Hobgoblins <laughs> one was a great origin story that Hobgoblins two just kind of stumbled with. You know, they just didn't. They didn't they str- get the lore right. They strayed too far. They strayed too uh, far. Three, three really was a return to form. <laughs> I will say, she Joy Via is the only person in Hobgoblins two that actually has a Wikipedia page. So. Wow. <laughs> All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, we are still here on a fine uh, Sunday evening, and uh, no news has uh, transpired since the uh, since we talked about the, the other stuff with Tucker Carlson and uh, and the likes. So uh, thanks for sticking in with us, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about someone who definitely has had no news um, uh, apply to them in the recent. Uh, in the recent few hours, and, and that, of course, is uh, Ty Cobb, who has been dead for quite some time. Uh, but as we talked about earlier in the show, uh, this is the age of canceling people well after they pass away. So uh, we're going to go after old uh, Georgia Peach Ty Cobb. By the way, we're not talking get about... Get his ass! Yeah, we're going to get his ass. But um, we're not talking about the Trump lawyer, for the record, although he probably sucks, too. He um, absolutely sucks. Oh, he definitely, definitely does. 
Actually, though, I don't know how we can really get Ty Cobb, because he's a troop. Um, ah, I just, I, oh. just, I just pulled the Wikipedia, and I saw that he uh, served, uh, he was a captain in, in the Army of World War One. so just... Well, so he actually, but he was in this, uh, this fake unit that they stuck all the baseball players in. They were <laughs> led by Branch Rickey, and... So it's sort of emblematic of Ty Cobb just being this lucky son of a bitch. He, they just do these, they did these like uh, tests with uh, soldiers, like emergency preparedness tests. Yeah. You know, exposing them to chemicals and shit, just organizing all that. And Christy Mathewson got some, I don't know, cholera or some, some Tubercul- tuberculosis from that service in the same unit and died like <laughs> years later. That's fucking wild. That's uh. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and Bryce Harper can't even play when he uh, hurts his leg, right? Uh, fucking baseball players these days. Uh, yeah, so um, we're gonna do we're, we're gonna do it the old uh, the old fashioned way. Um, we, and this is actually I think the first time we're gonna do an episode where we have um, we have one person uh, on offense, one person on defense, and then uh, one person being the judge. Uh, Specialty. Yeah. Uh, special I teams. Special teams. I will be long Mix the long snapper. Yeah, I will be long snapping this bad boy. Um, Connor, I believe, will be defending Ty Cobb, and Mike will be. I hope uh, so, because I'm opposing him. Mike will be canceling him. <laughs> gonna be real. Gonna get real nasty if that's uh, not the case. <laughs> so, uh, so without further ado, um, I I assume everyone listening to this show are, are knows who Ty Cobb is. If you don't, uh, he played baseball. So. Um, with that introduction, uh, with that introduction, Connor, <laughs> uh, what do you want to say that's nice about Ty Cobb? So yeah, so Ty Cobb, uh, if you have not heard of him, was a baseball player in the dead ball era, which for anyone that doesn't know what a dead ball era is, it was when baseball was really fucking boring. His balls and, didn't work. He was uh, <laughs> sterile. You talking about 2018? Hey oh. Hey-o. Oh. Um, outfields were like 900 feet, so everything fell in for a base hit, but nobody could run past first base because they were all uh, coal miners and farmers. Uh, Cobb came around uh, and was probably the first legitimately uh, great player uh, that baseball ever really saw. Um, him and Honus Wagner and a few and Cy Young were really that first era of great players. Ty Cobb had, is the first member of the 4,000 hit club. Uh, he was possibly the best player of that dead ball era. He set over 900 MLB records. He still holds the career batting average record. Um, so he was very, very good at baseball, uh, at least for his time, which is all you can judge him on. Uh, he player managed, which was fairly common back in the day, but he player managed because the Tigers owner was so cheap he didn't want to pay a manager. Yeah. So he was a he was a working class hero in they that sense. They don't really sense. want to do that now either, by the way. <laughs> wow. True. Yeah. Um, Cobb was a true, I guess, image of this original kind of MLB, which was these kids that kind of came from farmland and rural communities. Uh, he's from a rural, unincorporated community. His his dad was a state senator, but it wasn't like he was uh, born with some kind of silver spoon. He was um, his father was actually murdered. Um, he had a lot of dad issues. 
Uh, that's, that's well, his father was murdered by his mother, I believe. His, by his mother. Uh, he thought his mom, his dad thought his mom was cheating on him. So he thought she was sneaking out. So he was going to catch her sneaking out. And then she thought he was a intruder. So she shot him to death. Oh, that's uh, the uh, that's that's the old Oscar Pistorius uh, move, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Cobb had, Cobb had some should. dad issues. <laughs> yeah, Cobb had some dad issues because of that, and because of just who his father was to him, and really the era of that time. That's the ultimate uh, dad issue. Your dad is dead. Dad is dead. Your dad was murdered by your mom. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of issues there. Uh, so that was a lot of Cobb's aggression, which a lot of players didn't like, was because he kind of was constantly trying to prove himself to his dad. Uh, but for all of Cobb's faults in that, he was actually a fairly woke player for the time. Um, he spoke up. He was one of the most vocal white supporters for integration of baseball. He believed that black players deserved to play in the major leagues. He spoke up often for their inclusion. He wanted them accepted, not begrudgingly, which is kind of how it happened, but wholeheartedly. He wanted them just widely accepted in and not one at a time. Um, when Jackie Robinson and Roy Campanella were first kind of moved into the major leagues, he was a huge supporter of them. Uh, he wrote to the Brooklyn Dodgers after Roy Campanella's death and praised him. Um, after Cobb died, black newspapers really praised him as a vocal supporter for black rights. So a lot of what you hear about Ty Cobb is that he was a viciously racist anti-Semite person, but compared to the time, uh, Cobb was actually kind of more on the woke side of white ball players. Um, I would say, I wouldn't say he wasn't racist because he absolutely was, uh, but he wasn't, I mean, you get players that also played during this time, like Cap Anson or Tris Speaker. Tris Speaker was literally a member of the KKK. Um, and he doesn't really even get half the shit Ty Cobb gets. And That's not good at all. <laughs> no, really bad, yeah, actually, to be a member. You're next, bitch. And then there's, like, Cap Anson, who was so against integration of baseball that even after he died, he just, like, I mean, his opinion was what carried baseball into not allowing a black player until 1947. And we don't even talk about Cap Anson. Uh, so that's something that Ty Cobb kind of just gets all of the shit of racism in baseball. They kind of just, Ty Cobb is the face of that. And the reason for that, uh, many of the stories we know about Cobb are 100% made up or sensationalized. Uh, author Al Stump wrote a book about Ty Cobb's bad shit. Uh, it turned out pretty soon after that that he was actually a liar. He liked to sensationalize. He betrayed Cobb's trust uh, in order to get stories in Ty's dying years. He stole from Ty Cobb. Basically, Al Stump should be the guy that sucks, and Ty Cobb should be redeemed. Uh, the movie Cobb, which is where a lot of people get their idea of who Ty Cobb is, starring Tommy Lee Jones, uh, sensationalized everything about Ty Cobb, uh, saying he spiked his cleats, uh, saying he killed a person, uh, which is actually something that I thought uh, I wish he had done. Um, he he was assaulted in Detroit, but he did not kill anyone. He chased the men away. Um, so he he never murdered anybody. He wasn't as racist as people like to think. He was not well-liked by Major League ball players, but he certainly wasn't uh, someone who spiked his cleats or got into fights or anything like that. Um 
compared to a lot of other players in the game, he wasn't even actually the most hated or the most uh, aggressive on the base pads. Guys like Napla Joey um, spiked people all the time. So this was just something people did back then, uh, much like racism. So Tyke really is kind of just a sensationalized personification of what we don't like about baseball and what we don't like about ourselves, really, about America and its growth. We've kind of taken Ty Cobb's face and said, no, yeah, that's the guy. Uh, so Ty Cobb, I say, uh, wasn't great, but doesn't suck. All right, uh, Mike, uh, I'm hearing that Ty Cobb didn't actually kill anybody, so I'm not really sure what else you're going to say negative about him. But yeah, that's a, that's a high, uh, high bar to beat. Um, but no, I'm actually going to argue that Ty Cobb did suck. All and, right. you know, I'm not... I am not going to go from this uh, this angle that a lot of people usually would, you know, as Connor alluded to. You know, I'm not going to argue that he was unusually racist, for example. Um, although, as Connor also did sort of mention, as a man at that time, he, as a guy who was born in Georgia when he, he was born, uh, was probably at least a little racist. Um, I you know, noticed Connor mentioned um, his praise for Roy Campanella for example, which is great. I mean, Roy Campanella was probably the first great black catcher in Major League Baseball um, after integration um, and suffered this horrible car accident that left him paralyzed for life. And then Ty Cobb did write a very nice letter to the Dodgers when they put on an exhibition game. But, you know, at that point, the Dodgers were in L.A. and Ty Cobb was in San Francisco. So why didn't he just go to the game? That was – that was when I was reading the article, I was like, well, why didn't you uh, – why don't you go shake the man's hand? Why don't you actually show up, you lazy asshole, you fucking bum? You got hired. Come on, you're rich. Who the hell cares? Um, he also, um, one of the comments, um, speaking to his approval and love for black players, was him essentially saying that Willie Mays was the only baseball player that he would, he would even pay to see, that the sport was so fucked in the 50s that there's only one guy he'd watch, which... <laughs> It mean that he's not racist, but does make him sound like a total crank and a total jack. <laughs> um, but a lot of that is ultimately small potatoes. So Ty Cobb got noticed. Uh, the re- thing that really put him on the radar of people who paid attention to the sport um, was a series of postcards he sent to a famous sports writer named Grantland Rice. And he would literally write postcards about how great Ty Cobb is under fake names, send them to this famous national <laughs> sports writer, and it worked. The shocking part is it actually worked. It's something you well, could pull off a little more easily yeah, back. Well, you know. I mean, she, had, she had a certain person as president pulling that. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. just the first sending a highlight reel to a college? Well, right. it is true. It's sort of like, but he, but we do know that it was him now. So it sort of reminds me of, you know, when you see someone reply to their own post online, but forget <laughs> to change their account and log into their alt account. And uh, the sort of whole scheme is sort of revealed there. So from the beginning, you have this incredible hubris that he's pulling off this scheme just to get his name in the news, just to get more people to pay attention to him. Um, in terms of family relations, so 
I was divorced twice, but I'm not going to fault him for that. A lot of people get divorced. A lot of people got divorced. The thing I am going to fault him for is, and he had a son, also named Ty Cobb, and he was a real asshole to his son. He had multiple. He had multiple kids, but it seems like he almost targeted this one guy for this just particularly shitty treatment. So Ty Cobb Jr. Uh, was sort of this. Beautiful spawn of this great American ball player. The New York Times, I, I, I searched for all the mentions of Cobb in the Times, and, and they're talking about, oh, Ty Cobb Jr. got into college. Ty Cobb Jr. is transferring to Princeton. Ty Cobb Jr. was elected captain of the tennis team. Total non-news, but he was this sort of great scion of a great American ball player. So he had a lot of opportunities given to him, but like a lot of kids in college, he kind of screwed up. He was kind of a dumb kid, um, got cited for public drunkenness and ended up, you know, not really being too studious, ended up flunking out of school. His dad, Ty Sr., literally came to Princeton, New Jersey, beat the shit out of his son with a switch, with a stick, helped him deal with the legal issues from the whole public drunkenness and never spoke to him for the rest of his life, which is crazy. This is over, look, yes, a screw-up, but this kid was like 20 years old. This is a youthful screw-up, and Ty Cobb had the resources to make something like that go away, to really get this kid back on track. If anyone could get back on track, it was the son of this American legend. Ty, Ty Jr., no thanks to his father, actually became a very successful doctor, um, but died young. He died at age 42, and... His dad, after that Princeton incident, like I said, didn't speak to him one more time the rest of his son's life. That's not good. That indicates you probably kind of suck. Um, Connor also talked about how a lot of the there are a lot of these seemingly pretty fake reports that he would sharpen his cleats and spike guys on the base paths. Now I don't think that's necessarily true, but I don't think that. That being false means that he was a good sport on the field. And there are some things that do suggest that he was a bit of a crank there as well. Um, for example, uh, one season, he was uh, had a little bit of a lead in the batting title race for the best batting average over um, a guy that Connor called Nap LaJoey. I think it's Nap LaJoie. A little, <laughs> little. <laughs> they do it in the midwest i don't know if he's picked up some sort of uh midwestern flyover state uh grammar there but uh nap uh, was a close competition with ty cobb for the batting title it also came with a car which That's back great. then pretty good uh nice chalmers and it was a chalmers yeah um but ty cobb sat out a bunch of games at the end of the year now this is something that even today makes you look like a punk he just sat out a bunch of games to try and preserve that lead. Nap comes in, and he's getting hit after hit after hit. But the funny thing now is that LeJoie played in every game, but a ton of his hits were on butt, little butt hits. <laughs> and a lot. Of, there is a lot of evidence that his opponents actually were sometimes intentionally letting him get on base <laughs> just so Ty Cobb didn't win the batting title. Uh, because of that, so LeJoie ended up getting what appeared to be the statistical win uh, through this weird circumstance that everyone just fucking hated Ty Cobb, hated his, his 
these weak-ass moves he was making and just wanted to give up hits to allow a different guy to win the title and the car. Uh, but because of all this chicanery, MLB considers Cobb the winner, even though LeJoie technically probably won it. There was a weird clerical error potentially involved somewhere. Long story short, they both ended up getting a car, mm-hmm. which worked out for the best. Um, like Connor mentioned also, Ty Cobb was an early player manager. Now, that was pretty common back then. Um, but theoretically, well, maybe that should be indicative of something good. Well, no, like Connor also mentioned, it's only indicative of the fact that the Tigers owner at the time was a cheap bastard and just didn't want to pay a second salary for a manager. In fact, most of Cobb's teammates reported they hated him and disliked the way that he had sort of these unreasonable expectations of everyone else he played with based on his own legendary talent. He had expectations that none of none of the younger players could actually meet because they weren't Ty Cobb. And, you know, that is a great way to be a not great manager of players. Um, just in terms of his personal life, Ty Cobb constantly got in trouble for doing dumb shit. A lot of so like a lot of the stories about Ty Cobb are like, oh, he killed the guy or like he beat up all these black guys. Honestly, I noticed looking up a lot of these stories. Yes, maybe the racism angle overplayed a bit sometimes. But a lot of these stories, the only change was, oh, no, he didn't beat up this black guy. He beat up a white guy for no reason. Instead, he like a complete no, he still acted like a complete nut plenty of times. Um as a rich baseball player, this guy was making sal- probably making salary higher than the president. As a rich baseball player, he got into a fight in a restaurant over the bill, which ended with the manager of the restaurant, the manager's wife, smashing a glass over Ty Cobb's head because they had gotten into such an argument over a restaurant bill. Uh, Ty Cobb was a pioneer in speeding. I'm getting a very early 24-mile-per-hour speeding ticket in 1911, driving 24 in a 15. Um, He's a speed demon, man. He probably ran ran faster than that. Yeah, he got fined once in 1927 for just jawing at the umpire. Granted, you know, it's happened with plenty of guys before, but even at that late point in his career... He didn't have a checkbook. This rich guy had no personal checkbook, so the owner of the team had to actually write a check for Ty Cobb, which Ty Cobb was supposed to write personally to pay the fine. So this guy is a goof. He's unreliable, and he's kind of a jackass. Uh, He was also, oh, that's true. I mean, right before the big crash. But uh, he was also this weird, had this weird hatred towards Babe Ruth because... Cobb was apparently this weird, almost early fitness buff, this weird self-denial guy, had this really strict diet and lifestyle, and he hated that Babe Ruth could eat whatever he wanted, he could sleep with whoever he wanted, drink tons of beer, and was still great at baseball. So actually, one mark in the positive column, Cobb told journalists before a game once that he would 
show everyone how easy it was to hit home runs like Ruth, how what he was doing was so easy, and in that game hit three home runs and set <laughs> what would be the record. He had, I think, three home runs, two doubles, and a single, and it was the record for total bases in an American League game until, like, 2002. Um, but then Ruth just comes right back at him and says, basically tells him to fuck off and says, hey, I could have hit 600 in my career if I was just hitting singles like you all the time. Um, apparently, and uh, one final you know, nail in the coffin for, uh, I'm sure I could probably go on all day, but I don't want to, I don't want to devote too much of my time to this jackass. Uh, apparently he was so, I, I don't know, self-important that he decided, as a lot of weird sports stars would back then, that he wanted to have a go at acting, too. He started this, apparently, a terrible movie uh, the, called The College Widow. Um, everyone hated it. It sucked. The New York Times slammed it. And apparently, <laughs> Cobb would write letters to all of the critics that shit on his movie, saying that he was a better writer than them. And that be- he was a better actor than they were. And, and a quote here, I'm a better actor than you are, a better sports editor than you are, a better dramatic critic than you are. I know I'm a better ball player, so why should inferiors criticize superiors? I don't know, that, that owns. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not giving him I think that's any, a pretty good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking any <laughs> points off. First, that he did, like, the 1920s version of Space Jam, and then uh, told the critics to shove it. That's awesome. I mean, it's very cool, but I think it's indicative of a certain certain attitude towards self that uh, is emblematic of someone who sucks, someone who's kind of a dick, someone who's kind of self-centered and self-important. You know, I'm not arguing that he's, like, Antichrist. Because, um, you know, he is actually sometimes, you know, something like the movie Cop is framed to be this sort of, like Connor sort of touched on, this, like, mascot for American racism in the 20th century, which is probably a little overboard. But this guy does still seem like a jackass. He had plenty of examples of fighting fans, including, guess, a guy with no hands, um, even though the guy ain't gone. Yeah. And in Wikipedia, actually, I didn't even want to bring up the guy with no hands because <laughs> Wikipedia actually <laughs> well, is very... Listen, if you don't have hands, you shouldn't be yelling at people. That's what <laughs> oh, I that's have fair. to say about that. <laughs> that's very fair. I mean, Wikipedia is actually very kind to Cobb on the no hands guy because they talk about how uh, apparently a ton of baseball players back then used to just beat the shit out of fans. So I was going to use that. And they were like, no, that's totally normal. They all did that. So I, I, I decided to lay off of that one. But like, you know, send in the fake postcards about yourself to try and uh, get uh, some buzz, being a dick to your son and never talking to him until he dies just because he fucked up in college. Uh, not being racist, but still being too lazy to go see Roy Campanella, even when his uh, fucking legs were all fucked up. Uh, not spiking guys on the base paths is fine, but, you know, being a very poor sport and trying to basically uh, win the uh, batting title through some trickery, that's not cool. And then uh, doing a bunch of dumb shit, like <laughs> getting into a fight at a diner. and, and I, I'm sure you could hurt someone's 
going 24 miles an hour in a car, especially back then. They didn't oh, yeah. know what the hell those uh, are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, they, they probably were like, was for a reason, yeah. What is this, what is this devil machine? Uh, <laughs> you know, being a player manager, which is, should be a high mark in someone's career, but only because the owner's a piece of shit and uh, doesn't want to pay a manager. <laughs> you know, uh, bitching at Babe Ruth for being not being a weird self-denial guy, not being some weird monk when it comes to uh, being fit for the sport. And then, uh, you know, sending people a bunch of nasty letters for shitting on his bad movie. I think he sucks. I, 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 like, I, I'm always open to arguments about the contrary, but I think he's kind of a jackass. And I he think, doesn't need to be the Antichrist to be a jackass. All right, I think his his critiques uh, of that are – Ty Cobb has, like, he's the, the first Kevin Durant. Uh, with these with these letters <laughs> and the defending himself to to people saying like hey you could never be me and then he's also like you know Tom Brady does the same stuff with like fitness so you know I hate Tom Brady too first he's the inspiration for two of the best athletes of all time then I I think yeah, that that's I, I don't know. <laughs> His argument is he's like Tom Brady and Kevin Durant. <laughs> I would also say that the uh, this at least nice the guy. New York Times critic that he uh, that Cobb shit on actually responded to him and said that he refuses to acknowledge that Ty Cobb was a better ball player than him because Ty Cobb has never seen him play baseball, <laughs> which is a very fair, and then challenged him to a game. That's, Which that's is kind a of pretty shit. ballsy move. That's the kind of stuff I would do when I used to get in, like, get into uh, that, ball players that, on that, Twitter. This Cobb never replied. Never replied to the challenge. Oh, yeah, so Cobb, I think that's another point. Cobb pissed out. No, I, that's kind of like, I remember I got yelled at by Addison Reed's sister on Twitter. <laughs> Good. She was name searching, and literally all I said was that, um that Addison Reed wasn't very good because he was blowing a save at the time, and she she <laughs> added me, and she was like, oh, yeah, I bet he's better than you. And I'm like, you don't know that. <laughs> but it was so That's true. But it was so you should have this... You should have gone to, like, a Dave & Buster's thrown one of those pitching machines <laughs> and then, like, filmed filmed how much how your velocity was and been like, yeah? Yeah, I was throwing hey, do, do throwing, throwing, some, throwing some 55. from your throw. And then Photoshop 100 onto the uh, little radar screen. Throw some good 55 high heat at those days. No, but it it, it was like so bizarre to me because I didn't like of all the things I could have said, I just said he wasn't very good, and she name searched that. But anyway, um, so I I can I can kind of relate to uh, to that to that critic. Um, You know, it's. This is this is a tough one because it's like I don't really care that he was an asshole, but I also like don't care that he wasn't as much of an wait, asshole. Wait, 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 Nick. Okay, you got to consider this though. I'm reading. I see in right next to this article about Ty Cobb being a shitty actor uh, is an ad for something that could improve your vitality. Uh, if your vitality <laughs> ebbs low in summer, it's generally a case of weak digestion, of impaired assimilation. Johan Hoff's malt extract snaps up your appetite and enables you to get more good out of your food. For 70 years, it has been prescribed for summer sluggishness. 
Get it from your druggist. How much uh, How much cocaine was in that thing? Do you know? God only fucking knows. <laughs> it's a little picture of it. Was, it looks like a tiny-ass bottle. The pure. ads in all these old newspapers kick ass, by yeah, the way. It's probably Real. methamphetamine. Just pure speed. Yeah. No, I... Yeah, so to, to, to go back uh, to my judging before uh, Mike interrupted me, Mike, that's not going to do you any favors interrupting me. I'm trying to approve your vitality. I respect you, and I'm, I'm worried about your vitality. One more one more outburst like that, I'll hold you in contempt. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's just I. This is a tough one because it's like I don't really care that he liked to get into fights with people uh, because as as Connor points out, he did not kill anybody. So I mean, really, what? As far know, as we know. What's, oh, I'm gonna assume. I would assume if he had killed somebody, someone would have said something. So yeah, they would have. Like, I, and I'm looking through some of the other incidents that I don't think you guys brought up. Apparently, he he got into a fight with, uh, and he actually got charged um, with. He got yelled at by an African American who was uh, putting down asphalt and. Cobb just like walked on it, and <laughs> and the, the guy was like, "Hey, stop, stop walking on this freshly poured asphalt." And Cobb just like attacked him. So it's like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, but I don't care that much, and I, but I also don't really care that like he was only slightly racist as opposed to the extreme racism of the time. Um, so there's really not much, uh, I, I feel like there's, the, the, the sides here are really not that far apart. Um, he's neutral. Yeah. Like, but I will say I, I, I kind of lean, I, I kind of lean towards sucks and, and Connor, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you a, a final opportunity to change my mind. But, um, it, the, the, I think really what does it for me is is beating the shit out of your own son and then never talking to him again. I mean, look, you can beat the shit out of your son and still talk to him. I mean, plenty of people do it, especially in those days. So I don't know where he's like. His son became a success despite him. Yeah, you're supposed to gas him up up once he he, uh, takes to the the beating. I mean, you know. Come on. You can – Ty Cobb was one of the few people in the country who probably could get his son – Easily out of a jam like that. Start him in a new school. Who friggin' cares? Most people would not ever have that opportunity then or now to sort of fix an error like that in their son's life. And he chose not to really do it. But what about this? Let's say you. Um, Cobb was a very rich man. He owned a lot of stock in General General Motors. Uh, Coca-Cola, he was one of the big stock owners. He, uh, he created the Cobb Memorial Hospital, which is now part of the Ty Cobb Healthcare System. He donated $100,000 of his money, which back then is like, you know, like $30 billion. Um, <laughs> and he started this hospital, and now it is a, a major hospital network in Georgia. Uh, it services uh, over 300 people. Um Beds, not just like total. Like that's how many people. It only services beds. That's a shitty (laughs) hospital. Um, So he was very generous with his money near the end of his life. Um, He started that. He uh, he wrote 
he did a lot of great things. Yes, he was not a great dad. Yeah, it took uh, him but, long enough to be generous with his money. I'm sure his son would have appreciated a little help with it earlier. His, I mean, his his son got a free college education. Um, back then, college was like four dollars, though. So I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a great dad. But to be fair, his dad got murdered. I don't think he knew how to be a good dad. Uh, the only the only male role models he had around him were male role models from the early 1900s, uh, oh. which. My Probably dad died, and I don't beat children. Yet. I wouldn't call I that shot. I know that it's wrong. But, Mike, if, if in ten years I hear that you hit your son, I'm going to just drive we'll just, out. We do a new episode. <laughs> I, I will apologize. Honestly, Mike. Episode 2000 of That Guy Sucks. Honestly, honestly Mike, if you don't spend... $800,000 to get your failure of a son into Stanford, then you might as well have beat him as far as I'm concerned. Cobb could have done the early version of the Felicity Huffman uh, pulling a Felicity. Well, and, hey, which we on. don't know about yet because it's still Sunday. Say, what, what do you mean Felicity <laughs> Huffman? I, she, I don't think she's done anything wrong. I, well, I I, I'm saying he could do a Felicity <laughs> Huffman by being a great actor instead of a poor actor. Oh, there you go. And, oh. Could right, money right. to improving his acting skills. <laughs> Ty Cobb distributed fifteen point eight million dollars to needy Georgians to go to college. So in why, terms, would he, why would he distribute it to people in the country of Georgia instead of people in his own country? <laughs> Come on, I mean you're going all the way towards the world. He, so he put so he put Joseph Stalin in school. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> you've ignored yeah. the people in your backyard to get to actually, people. Actually, for the purpose of this podcast, is it good or bad that he? Yeah. We haven't we're still, we're still we haven't out decided. on that one. Good or bad, yeah. TBD. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, and listen, that movie he made, uh, there's no copies of it, so you can't prove it existed. Okay, uh, okay. Apparently, I don't care that he made a shitty movie. I'll, I'll put that out there. I, like, it apparently, like, him and uh, apparently, Cobb and, and an umpire actually agreed to fight each other after a game once because of their arguments during the game, and the Ooh. team. The team had to break it up uh, because Cobb was trying to choke the guy out. For, they were having a little fist fight. And Cobb knocked down the umpire, pinned him, and started choking him. That's not cool. This review of Ty Cobb's movie by Broadway critic Ward Morehouse, absolutely the worst flicker I ever saw, pure hokum. <laughs> I don't know if anything sounds pure in the 1920s. I, I also got this article from 19. <laughs> I got this article from 1927, one of the seasons he was with the Philadelphia A's, and he's got so much hubris that he uh, was talking to some high school kids and told them that the only way the A's would not win the championship was if there was a train wreck or some other calamity. And I'm going to double check, but I don't think they did win the World Series that year. You know, you keep, saying, you, yeah. you keep saying hubris, but you, you, you keep saying yeah, hubris, but I don't, you can say, I don't think you can say it's it's like false confidence when he was like one of the like five best baseball players of all time. Yeah, uh, but I think that like owns you. I think that earns fault. you uh, some degree of uh, shit talking ability. Um, so to be I'm, fair, also the 20, 1927 A's finished second. To the literal greatest team ever. Oh, <laughs> first loser. First loser. 
They, they won zero games. First playoffs. Off, Connor, before I forget, how do you feel about changing the name of this podcast to Pure Hokum? <laughs> I like it. I like it. When you Google okay, the 27 Yankees, it just comes up with Murderer's Row. Like, they don't well, even... They did kill some guys. Online. <laughs> if Cobb would have killed somebody, actually, they probably actually, could have put the A's over the edge. Did they have Carl Mays, the guy who did actually kill a guy? No, I think he was on the Yankees a little later or earlier. Oh, my God. The 27 Yankees, they had an infielder named Julie. Yeah, well. Okay, come on. It's a different time. That name is pure hokum. The name of the show. You know, I think think a quote from Ty Cobb near the end of his life kind of fits where I'm at on this on this case yeah, what he, he says was Bappen. he did not say was Bappen. created <laughs> he said, that yeah publicly um so in his last few days he spent um with uh an old movie comedian named Joe Brown um and kind of related his his life story to Joe and uh he he had told Brown that he's you know I I wish I'd done some things differently um you know I played hard my whole life and I didn't really have a lot of show friends to show for it. But, um, at the end of the day, I've been lucky. I have no right to be regretful of what I did, which, uh, is kind of, kind of, uh, I think sums it up right there. He says, he's a real take it or leave it guy. Um, but I will, I, I think, I think I gotta go with sucks here. It's just, yeah! it's just, there's just, <laughs> and Connor, you made a compelling case. And uh, it's I it's very low is very low on the suck spectrum. I, I you know it's we're keeping keeping track of these things. Um, he's you know he's kind of but he he's kind of in that like Shaq range where we said Shaq sucks too, uh-huh. and it's like yeah, isn't suck that bad? Like you know I'm not gonna like get upset someone like Shaq, but you know. I, I thank God I wasn't. There for that because I I disagree. Shaq, cool, he's cool. I saw him DJ once. It's fine. You can you, we're, we're cool with that. Yeah, you can like him. Yeah, yeah, this, this is a podcast cool. that embraces debate. That's true. You have um, to be definitely. cool if you're tall. Yeah, I, we I, we appreciate I, the marketplace of ideas, which is why Tucker Carlson is never allowed on this program because he does not embrace the marketplace big, of ideas. Big loser in the in the marketplace <laughs> of ideas. Loser of the week. <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, thankfully for Tucker, that the things that we mentioned earlier in this podcast are as bad as it got with him. And I yeah, did it's it's worse. I'm not no, watching Tucker Carlson anymore. No I used to watch quotes. it every day. Appointment viewing. No, no worse quotes have been unearthed. So um, no, and but, and certainly his his only defender isn't Michael Tracy. So <laughs> yeah, it's no always sure good when you have more than Michael Tracy. Other bad shit from him will not come out on Tuesday. No. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think Tuesday we might be hearing some good news about my girl, Felicity Huffman. Uh, I got a good feeling she's going to be back in a big way. Oh, yeah, she's, she's got a new role, maybe. maybe I'm excited. Yeah, uh, secret reveal in the but, Aladdin trailer. By the way, um, female James Bond. Before I forget, <laughs> I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Madeline Pels or Pelts at um, Media Matters. Uh, apparently, it was her assignment to go through hundreds of hours of Bubba the Lunch Love Sponge 
Lunch sponge, baby. It was her job to go through hundreds of hours of Bubba the Love Sponge uh, uh, audio to pull those Tucker Carlson quotes, which uh, it that that like you deserve a Nobel Prize for that. So I, uh, I like to, to tweet. You. Connor Golden tweeted uh, that he just likes to imagine that Media Matters is just big Bubba the Love Sponge fans. And they like were listening, and then they're like, "Wait a second. <laughs> they're just going, they're just going <laughs> to the archives. Yeah, let's hear some. Hey, hey, put on some, uh, put on some June 2011 Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh, wait, is this we're going to the classics. That's Tucker Carlson. I mean, this is an all, all Bubba the Love Sponge block. I mean, I, I, I frequently listen to old Boris Bernstein calls from. Uh, from Chicago Sports Radio, so that's not as far fetched as uh, you might you might think, listeners. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a mild sucks on this, but I think uh, I, I think Cobb is definitely Cobb is definitely a guy that hey you it's it's all out there, and if you like if if you don't mind that he's a red ass, that's cool. Um, if you would prefer your sports stars not beat the shit out of everybody, that's cool too. Uh, I, have no, I have no real strong feelings either way. Um, yeah, he was a he was a red and nude baseball uh, player. That God, absolutely I, is true about. I him. would love I would love to see what Ty Cobb would look like with a Twitter account. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I would. I, I some of those words should not be on Twitter, probably. Well, he would, he would so. have like sixty Twitter accounts, so it wouldn't well, yeah, just. It's also true. He'd have a million burners. Yeah, he'd be rolling. He may us. be on Twitter actually, just under a different name. Weird <laughs> yeah. things have happened. His burner account's still going. Ghost Tycops. <laughs> actually, I just disagree. I don't think weirder things have happened than a dead person uh, actively. Uh, using social media, so I take no, that back. No, I don't no, think anything. Weird well, shit, has happened. did you see? Did you see the Stan Lee account like tweeted like a scheduled Captain Marvel tweet? Pretty oh, cool. No. It's like he's like at Stan Lee. Hey guys, uh, check out uh, Captain Marvel debuting today. It's like, uh, hey bud, no. Stan. <laughs> Stan, you're fucking canceled. Let's Stay shut, dead, bitch. Yeah, shut that down. Shut that down, Stan account, please. So. So Stanley, social media manager, the day he died, was just like, "Oh, well, I gotta find a new job." <laughs> we gotta, we yeah. gotta start recording special episodes for right when someone dies and just rip the fuck out of them, like just, the news does fucking... with like reels, like they. Oh they yeah, but just demolish, but not be about how they're good, but just be about how they yeah. suck. Like really like popular people. Interesting thought. Everyone will be listening to this podcast and sending us death threats. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think anyone is anyone would ever listen to the show and get mad enough to send us any threats. <laughs> if, no. if anyone is listening to the show right now, message me on Twitter and I will give you yeah. two dollars. Yeah, come at uh, <laughs> at Mister Mister underscore Grishin. M R underscore G R I S S I O N. I will send you two dollars on Venmo. That you know that was your opportunity to drop a different at on there. You know. Yeah, I might <laughs> change the at. It's a little, it's a little esoteric. No, I was gonna but, say uh, you could have been like, yeah, if you wanna yell at me for this uh, podcast. Uh, at J A C K. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, it's a very lively discussion, and uh, I'm uh, glad we got to experience the podcast the way it was supposed to be. With me on it, yeah, and uh, you know, I'm happy to be a permanent co-host. We actually well, had really the, the original other host was supposed to be a Mike, right? Yeah, it was. So yeah, oh, I don't know. We need a judge. We need a judge. I think I think Maz will be like, uh, you know, in Pawn Stars when he's like, I got to get my guy on this. Oh yeah. Oh. Whenever we have baseball, we'll just be like, we got to get our guy. Got to get our expert. Got to get the guy. We gotta we gotta call him in, and then and then Michael roll in four and a half hours later in like a Coupe de Ville. He's got a, he's got that huge hat and, and mustache. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. Uh, he'll be like, oh yeah. I've been watching. He'll be like, ah, oh, this is worth seven dollars. Twenty-five years. And- I like on Pawn Stars where they'll bring the expert and it's like a gun or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, you get uh, you get like nine thousand for for this gun at auction," and then and then Rick will be like, "Okay, uh, what do you want to sell it for?" And the dude with the gun's like, eight thousand five hundred. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. Well, the guy said it was worth nine. It's like, mm, okay. Yeah, then go to auction. Like, nah, uh... have fun. Have fun auctioning it, bro. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll sell it for eight. Like. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right folks uh once again thank you for listening uh this has been episode 12 and uh really really great show at least i thought so maybe you thought differently feel free to yell at us <laughs> on twitter you know oh, we're at, at that guy sucks pod um like subscribe five star all that uh usual podcast stuff um we want to thank uh, our podcast sponsors um that are do not exist um but thank you Burger King. We'll cut him. Thank you. Thank you. Proud to be the one podcast in the world that is not sponsored by a mattress company or, At least a mattress. Uh, or food or food delivery service. Yeah, we love yeah. going to the we love going to the post office. I don't even fucking try stamps.com. We love going go to, to the post office. Love waiting in line. Big, big, we don't big, use your fucking doorbell that has a camera in it. I don't. Uh, uh, I buy. I bought my mattress at Mattress Firm, and uh, they they're, they're, they're a firm. They're a firm, and you buy mattresses from. Uh, I don't. I, I buy. I I go to the store to buy my groceries. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, but if any of you want to change that and uh, and give us some money to hawk your products, uh, I'm listening too, so that's cool. Open for business. All right. Uh, I think that's enough bullshit for the rest of this episode. Uh, anyone else have any final words? Nope. Nope. All right. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody, and have a good night. Let's play ball. It's game We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Keep hoping and dreaming that you will soar. With a little faith and love, you will soar. One strike, two strikes, swing away. A diving catch, a stolen.